Welcome to Training for Godliness, the podcast program of Spiritual Fitness Ministries of Greenwood, South Carolina. I'm your host, Chaplain Gray Stallworth. For a long time, I felt like there is a compelling reason why being fit spiritually is important to our well-being. While we are to treat our bodies as a temple of the Lord, we have to remember that being spiritually fit has eternal implications. Paul tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Sure, I promised myself I'm going to read the Bible more faithfully in the coming year, go to church more often, and serve others. But life gets busy and interferes with our best intentions. What if there was a way for us to train for godliness that we could sustain and remain motivated? I believe that if one can get started on a basic spiritual fitness program and establish good habits in doing so, then he can sustain the workouts. Please join me and some wonderful guests as we discuss some basic workout elements in the next several episodes here on Training for Godliness. My guest for today's episode, God's Treasure Map, is Mike Roberts. Mike is the property manager at YMCA Camp Harrison, and in addition, he serves as associate pastor of Unified City Church in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. So join me and Mike as we talk about how to work out effectively in God's Word. All right, so today in our uh, interview with our podcast, Training for Godliness, we have uh, Mike Roberts of North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. Uh, Mike, welcome to our podcast. Uh, Tell us just a little bit about yourself. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for having me. I am excited to to be a part of your podcast today. I've been excited about what you've been doing. And um, you and I worked together this past summer at YMCA Camp Harrison, which is where I work full-time. I'm the property manager here at the property. And um, in addition to that, I also am uh, associate pastor of Unified City Church in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina, close to where I live. And I'm a husband, been married almost 12 years, and I have four children, three daughters and one son. And I better correct myself, been married over 12 years, almost 13 years. So <laughs> caught myself before I got in trouble. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Wow. Well, that's great. And we did have a good summer. Uh, I can only imagine that camp is a very beautiful place this time of year as well. Uh, I guess you've had a little bit of snow uh, on and off during the winter time, and I'm sure yes, it was sir. beautiful. Yes, sir, did. It was beautiful. The mountains here, there's never a bad view, as I know you are aware, and the snow just makes it even prettier. It makes a mess of things, Absolutely. but it makes it pretty while it's falling. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It very very much is. Well, today we're just going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, reading God's Word, the Bible, the Holy Bible, and and I know as it kind of relates to physical fitness, uh, you know, you got to kind of get warmed up with your body when you're starting to exercise. And so I guess when it comes right down to it, reading the Bible is is the, the way to get warmed up in your spiritual life too, isn't it? Yes, sir. I, I believe it is. And I, I love the theme you've got here of of kind of the analogy of physical fitness. You know, when you begin a workout program, 
we all want to, you know, look like the most fit person. You know, us guys want to have the big muscles. We want to have the six-pack. And none of those things come immediately. And so we have to right. pace ourselves. We have to have, you know, reasonable goals that are achievable and understand that what we're doing here is we're running a marathon and not so much a sprint. And so the results we're looking for come over time. And I believe it's the same with the Bible. I believe you're right. We The Bible is fundamentally a part of what we're doing. And if we are putting together a spiritual fitness program, I think the having a under, an understanding of the written Word of God and, and having an understanding of what it's teaching, what it's talking about, and being grounded in the Bible is really, like you say, it's the starting point for all that we're doing. Everything we do builds upon that, and our spiritual life, our spiritual fitness will come together over time as we build upon the foundation of God's Word. Absolutely. And I, and I just, you know, I think that, um, you know, sometimes those of us that have grown up in the church, we probably take having a Bible handy for granted. Um, yes. Yet there are many parts of the world uh, that people are eager. They, they've not had the opportunity. If they've had the opportunity to hear the Word, they might not have had the opportunity to hold that Bible in their hands and to get into it and read it. So we're really pretty fortunate. We are. Yes, sir, we really are. I remember growing up at a church down in South Carolina. Um, our pastor went on a missions trip to Nigeria, and at that time it cost – the average person, three months' wages to be able to purchase a Bible. And so the mm. average person didn't have one. And and that's right. just one example of many of what you're talking about, how even today in, in 2019, there are parts of the world where either it's illegal to have one or people just can't afford one, or maybe it's not even available in their language at this point. So Absolutely. in America here and in and, and other countries as well, we're very blessed to have usually five or six sitting on the shelf. And so certainly right. something we need to take, a, take advantage of and, and read them, the ones we have on the shelf. That's right. That's right. Well, when you talk about pacing ourselves, even even uh, in reading and studying the Bible, um, I guess we've, we've got to somehow develop a habit of reading daily. Um, yes. So, do you have some suggestions about how somebody can go about, um, you know, beginning that habit and, and, uh, you know, how, how can you not be overwhelmed because, gosh, you know, you, you can dig into parts of this word here and, and, and put it down and kind of be shaking your head a little bit. <laughs> if you're not familiar, you know. Yes. Um, so what's, how, how do you get started? How can you get that habit really developed where it'll, where it'll last for, for a long time and really be with you for a marathon? Well, sure, that's a great question, and a couple of things that have helped me. One is I think it's really important to find a version of the Bible, find a translation that you can understand. I've had people ask me before, what is the best translation? Is it the King James? Is it the New King James, NIV? And there's so many translations available. How do you know you're getting the best one? And my answer has become, whichever one you understand and you will read, that's the best one for you. So I think to understand what you're reading, it's important to pick a version that, that does make sense to you. There's some great translations that do. And then I think it's good, you mentioned not being overwhelmed. I think it's important, you know, don't try to read 20 chapters, you know, uh, at a time when you're first starting out. 
it may be mm-hmm. you want to start with maybe just one chapter or a couple of chapters from the New Testament and maybe do a proverb every day and maybe a couple of psalms and just kind of start there. And I think with any workout routine, I think about in my experience when I've been working out physically, I start strong sometimes. And this time of the year, it's you know, it's the, the January. <laughs> a lot of us are back in a routine. But the routines can fizzle by the first part of February. So right. I think with the scriptures, reading the scriptures is the same thing. It's easy to get excited about a new workout, uh, you know, so to speak, a new Bible reading plan. But then over time, it can fizzle if we try to do too much at one time. So we got to bear in mind we're pacing ourselves, start with a digestible amount, so to speak, mm-hmm. and read mm-hmm. a couple of chapters. And then pretty soon, you may find there's times where you don't want to read those, you have a hard time. But as we press through and kind of press through those plateaus that we can hit spiritually, just like we do working out physically, pretty soon you'll find yourself not wanting to put your Bible down. And then when you your your personal devotion time has ended, you wish you had 15 more minutes because there's more you want to read, more you want to study. So I say we start with a a realistic goal. I'm going to do two chapters a day or three chapters a day. And then as you go over time, add to that and and work in parts you aren't as familiar with. And pretty soon I think you'll have a a better understanding of the overall message of the Bible and the parts that are harder to understand will make more sense. Absolutely. That's that's great advice. That's great. And I know there's a, there's a lot of guys you can have a Bible on your phone, on your apps, on your you know, computer. You can you can have them digitally or of course in your hand. So there's yes. just uh you can you can have any anything that'll make it easier for you to get into it is what you're saying is is make it something you can read and understand and if you need if you want to have it digitally have it digitally you know have it yes. have it at your fingertips at any time nothing wrong with that so yes sir um that's great that's great well you know when when we get to reading uh and, and we start you know going through maybe the gospels and and uh we're getting into some of that how can we how can we get more out of reading i mean I, I think there's more there's reading the bible and there's studying the bible and and you know there's probably meditating or or you know so, or or a really a deeper uh understanding of the word as you get into it so uh how what what's your advice on you know okay i'm i'm reading it but but what am I doing to, to get the most out of that passage today? Yes, well, another great question. And I think about when somebody's learning to speak another language, you can take a you know a, a software or some study books and you can learn the language. But the quickest way to learn a, a different language is to be immersed in that language, to spend time around people who already speak the language or that speak the language more fluently than you do. And pretty soon it becomes kind of second nature, and you learn the language pretty quickly. Okay. And I think it's the same thing with the Bible. I, I think I think you're right. If you take just a copy of the Bible and begin to read, you're going to certainly be benefited by that. But then there's a lot of tools and a lot of great resources that you can bring alongside that really will enhance your study time and, and will grow your understanding. And you mentioned about apps and the things we have available to us on our smartphones or our computers these days. You know, I grew up, and I remember you, you, I'm sure you remember these same days, you had a Strong's Concordance that was this real big, thick book you had to lug around. 
Well, now that concordance, along with a number of other very valuable study resources, is available in an app on your phone, and it's free. And I think back right. sometimes to my bookshelf at the house, and there's some study guide that I haven't had to pick up in a while because they are on my phone. And I use them there every single day. So one thing that people may not understand or, or realize about the Bible, if you're starting out especially with a Bible study routine, is you know the Bible originally was not written in English. So the Old mm-hmm. Testament was mm-hmm. originally written in Hebrew, and the New Testament would have been spoken largely in Aramaic but written down in Greek. So what we have today in America has been translated from those original languages into English. So there are some great study helps that will take you back to the original language, and you don't need to speak Greek to use them. You can can see the Greek word, but you can also understand better. It will explain to you what that Greek word means. And I've often mentioned when I've been sharing about the Bible that the English language is kind of inadequate to fully express what the Greek really means and the Hebrew really means. So when you take the time to dig a little bit deeper and use a concordance or a lexicon, which, again, is available on your phone, you can you can pull out things that you can miss sometimes if you just read the English version. You can pull out deeper meanings by going to the original text that you wouldn't always get on the surface just reading the English translation. So I encourage people as you as you grow in your study of God's Word is to incorporate some of those study tools and go back to the original languages and see what the author really meant in their native tongue when they wrote that. And also, there are some wonderful Bible teachers out there. You can you can find their books, find their commentaries, and partner their materials with your Bible study. And you can glean a lot of wisdom from their field that they've been building up over the course of decades in their walk with God and their own Bible study. And And we can learn things quicker sometimes than they did by partnering with the knowledge they already have that's right uh, you know i think as i'm as i'm working out in the in the gym in the mornings you know people carry all kind of tools with them um you know straps and and bungee cords and balls and you know all kind of things it's not just a you know a, a barbell anymore you know yes. or or just right. a treadmill and so so it, i you know like you say it's there's some great tools and resources available to enhance uh, the, the the reading, the the work that our eyeballs do. <laughs> you know, as yes. we read that, and um, you know, I think that's a I think that's a great point as to as you really are reading it more devotionally and in terms of you know kind of soaking it in and um, trying to trying to really take that in. So um, that's that's some great uh, great stuff there. You know, I. I just I know that um you know if we talk about um you know why you want to be sure and read daily uh scripture is full of examples of um you know how the word uh is to those you know heroes uh of the faith i mean uh gosh david <laughs> uh King David spoke of it all the time and in, in terms of the word and 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 you know what he knew was the law. Which of course would yes. have been the Torah, um, but uh, but you know it's all throughout uh, Scripture that uh, you know the Word is is something that we need to to uh, be studying and, and keeping it close to our hearts and all kind of things. So uh, you know uh, uh, your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to right. my path. 
Um, yes. So lots of lots of things like that. Do you have a favorite uh, verse uh, that relates to that, uh, Mike? Yes, I do. It, it was hard to narrow it down. I've got a, a lot of verses, but you mentioned King David, and and you just quoted the the verse from Psalm one nineteen, uh, verse one hundred five, mm-hmm. which that entire chapter is just full of David expressing his heart to God about how he values. His word, which mentioned, would have been, at that time, the first five books of the Bible. And right. David didn't realize at the time he was writing uh, you know, more of the Bible, possibly. But <laughs> right. um, from that chapter, a couple of verses I have recently have really just been chewing on myself. You mentioned meditating. I've been kind of chewing on these and letting the Holy Spirit open these up to me. But one is in Psalm 119, verse 130, which says, The unfolding of your word gives light and some translations say the entrance of your word gives light and it says it gives understanding to the simple and in the same chapter i love also verse 160 which says the sum of your word is truth and every one of your righteous ordinances is everlasting and that first Mm -hmm. half of that verse i think is so important the sum of your word we're talking about how we study you know we can't take this one passage and and, and, and expect that one passage to open up the whole counsel of God to us. It is when we build, you know, the whole word together. And as we begin to study, mm-hmm. we begin to see how how this one verse in the book of Hebrews, for example, ties into a verse in Deuteronomy, and it ties into one of the Psalms. And and the Bible just is is so. The Holy Spirit obviously inspired the Bible, God's written word, and you can see how it weaves together. And tells one big story, and every part is interconnected with another part. So God's word, the sum of His word, is truth. And those two verses have been very encouraging to me in my personal study of the Bible here these past few months. And I think they'll be encouraging to anybody who wants to wants to begin or or to grow their personal Bible study. Absolutely, I I, I think of the. Um... Uh, the 34 week or 32 week discipleship uh, program that I did uh, a number of years ago and, and boy, it was diving into the word, but it was an overview of the Bible. And, yes. and I think so many people, you know, they just want to read the new, just the New Testament, the New Testament, the New Testament. Well, you know, you, if you limit yourself like that, you, you really won't get the entirety. I mean, you won't understand, you know, the full picture. Uh, the big yes. picture starts at the beginning, <laughs> and, and right. um, so I think it's it's like in our in our workouts. You know, you got to understand you can't. You know, your physical fitness uh, depends a lot on your exercise, but you've got to you got to put your diet next to that, and and you know how you handle stress and stress management next to that, and you know you you've got to get the whole picture before you can really advance your own physical health. And it's the right. same way here um, to advance our spiritual health. We've got to understand really, really all of these things. Um, so um, that's great. Now today we're we're talking with Mike Roberts. He is associate pastor in uh, North Wilkesboro, North Carolina, and and uh, Mike and I worked together at uh, YMCA Camp Harrison uh, last summer. And I thoroughly enjoyed my time with him there. And um, so we've been talking about reading the Word and and relating that to our uh, just a fundamental part of our of our spiritual workout. And um, you, Mike, a few minutes ago, you said something about um, you know how you uh, how you you start, and, and over time, 
you want more. And I think that's um, that's very true. I think you start out, maybe you do it out of habit and out of obligation, and then maybe you you start having some delight in it, and, yes. and then you really get to where you are, you're hungry for for getting back in the Word and and gosh, I've, I hadn't I hadn't made my time today. I've I've got to get back in the Word. So it really can start start on you and and just. Uh, begin to, to to grow on you can it it can yes sir i'll think back uh, a few years ago i had made a personal goal to read the entire bible cover to cover in one year which i had mm-hmm. never done before i had read i think pretty much the whole bible at different times and portions but i'd never done it all in one year's time and and so i made myself i did the math and figured out how many chapters there were in the bible and how many chapters i need to read per day to get through and you mentioned how, at, at, to begin with, sometimes it, it takes discipline. It takes having to kind of press through. You'd rather not be doing it. You'd rather get that extra right. 30 minutes of sleep in the morning or or you maybe want to watch an extra extra half hour of, of your television show. But then once you press through and develop the habit, pretty soon you mm-hmm. find yourself, wow, I, I, I've got a choice to make, either a television show or the Bible. And next thing you know, it's not a choice anymore. You just naturally, your your heart longs for the Lord's Word. And mm-hmm. I remember that year that I was reading the Bible through cover to cover, I was getting up in the mornings about 5.30, and, which is earlier than I would like to be up. <laughs> and <laughs> I would read for a while, and then and, and I was on, on pace to finish you know, the whole Bible in the year. And then there were some days I had to go to work early, but I found myself being so jealous over that time I had set aside for, for studying the Word, I got right. up at 4.30. And <laughs> I made sure I got that study time in before work. And there's nothing in me naturally that wants to be up at 4.30. So that was just, That's right. just a, what you're saying. is just it's the, the grace of the Lord, and it's His, it's his graciousness strengthening my body to get up and, and my will to get up and do that. But I wanted it so much, I had such a hunger that was developing in my heart for it. I would rather have had that than I would have sleep. I think back to I've heard some um, other Bible teachers say that when they were younger, they would say, no Bible, no breakfast. So that, that was the priority in the morning. They would make sure they got their Bible study time in before they even had breakfast. And if they had to choose one or the other, it was going to be the Bible. Right which may sound like a foreign concept to some of your listeners, but again, once you begin that process and your spiritual muscles get broken in and begin to grow through the process of exercising them in God's Word, before you know it, you're going to prefer reading the Bible over even having breakfast if it came down to it. And so right. I just want to encourage, once you, start that, once you start that routine, you're going to hit moments where you're not going to want to keep going, but those are some of the most important times to press through and then once you do, you're going to find it becoming easier and easier, and your desire is going to be stronger and stronger to not miss those times every day. That's right. That's right. Well, I guess this is uh, a kind of a, a great uh, way to wrap things up and to lead uh, to the really the next subject that will be, be in another episode. But uh, it seems to me, Mike, that as we get started with the reading of the Word and and we're starting to find the light in that, that that's gonna, that's just gonna lead us straight into some time alone with God, listening and talking with Him and communion with Him in prayer. 
So yes. I think the, the the natural the natural step uh, from from reading the Bible consistently and establishing that habit is going to be now my prayer life is really going to start to take a change and really going to become more and more. So yes, sir. That seems to be the the, the next step, and and that'll be the the topic of of uh, another episode. So um, so that's great. Well, any last words, uh, Mike, to of advice uh, to a listener that might be saying. Well, I, I, I know. I, I need to get back into the Word. I, I've been telling myself that for a long time. What, what, what's your, what's your final little bit of advice there, Mike? Well, um, I'll tell you this. Uh, one thing that really helped me is if we can understand that that we're not doing this out of any kind of a legalistic pressure. It's one thing to feel this pressure, then it becomes duty, it becomes drudgery. But if we can just mm-hmm. kind of kind of get that thought out of our minds, even though a lot of us have been exposed to teaching that has put that thought in our mind, if we can get that thought out of our minds and understand that this is not something that we have to do, but it's something that we get to do, and that right. we begin to see the Scriptures as a gift God has given us, not just a book of rules, but more of like a treasure map to lead us from where we are mm-hmm. into a deeper understanding of Him, to know Him better, to walk with Him more closely, we can see the benefits that this book has for us in our relationship with him. And then we just ask the Holy Spirit, just in a real practical way, and ask, Holy Spirit, would you teach me? You know, Jesus said that he would teach us all things. He would guide us and lead us into all truth. So as we study, I like to ask the Holy Spirit, would you open up this passage to me today and show mm-hmm. me what do you want me to know? in the book of Ruth today or in, in Psalm chapter 60 today or in John chapter 4, whatever it is, ask him. He's the author of the book. So what better way to understand what it's talking about than to have the author himself sitting with you explaining to you as you go what you're reading. So I, I want to encourage people, don't feel legalistic pressure. Do this because it is a tremendous privilege that we have to study, to pursue the Lord, to be hungry for him. And then ask the Holy Spirit to open your spiritual eyes to explain to you what you're reading, and I think you'll find a whole different approach and perspective in your own heart toward God's written word if you take those simple steps. Absolutely. That's great advice. I think about the hymn, Open the Eyes of My Heart. Yes. And, and that's really what we want to we want to ask the Lord to do so that those words can, can really just go from that sheet of paper or, or, or that, that – um, screen and and go right past our eyes and past our head and right to our heart. So, That's right. Um, that is super. Well, Mike, thank you so much for taking time today uh, to chat with me. And, uh, you know, I look forward to uh, maybe maybe having you back uh, with some of our other uh, topics as we as we begin to develop this spiritual fitness workout. And um, I look forward to that. And I look forward to getting back up to to Camp Harrison at some point and, and seeing those beautiful mountains and, and the wonderful campus there uh, at Herring Ridge. So thank you so much, Mike. Well, thank you, sir, for having me. I really enjoyed it and uh, look forward to coming back. You just let me know, sir. I'm, I'm here for you. Thanks for listening. Training for Godliness is a podcast program of Spiritual Fitness Ministries of Greenwood, South Carolina. You can find our blog at Chaplain Gray dot blogspot.com remember his faithful love endures forever until next time this is chaplain gray